How's it going, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the You Know Adam Sane podcast, where you get to know a little bit more about people, passions, and all things business. I, for whatever reason, didn't hit record earlier, so this is take two, <laughs> take two of this show. Uh, but with me is Mr. Win Lee, who is the youngest partner at Lee Hill & Johnson. It's right here in Statesboro, Georgia. Win, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you, Adam. I'm glad to be here. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, before I realized that we weren't recording, we were talking about kind of like some of the history that our families have had together. Uh, you know, my dad was very big in the restaurant industry, and um, he kind of reached out to uh, the older Nope. Mr. Lee, uh, to kind of like ask um, for insurance. Yeah. And then you were saying that there was a funny story that your dad had about it, which yeah. what happened? Where Mr. Charles, Adam's dad, called my father's cell phone and the words were pretty simple. And it was, Mr. John, insurance too high. And then he hung up the phone. And so that's kind of the place that insurance agents in nowadays. To, to make to make uh, matters a little bit better, <laughs> let me assure you that that is probably what I get when I, my dad calls me. So, like, you know, that's kind of like the way stuff goes. But my dad's great. Uh, he's, you know, been uh, in Statesboro for many, many, many years. And, you know, nothing but great things to say that's about right. the Lee Hill Johnson or, or right. organizations. So, and your dad. Yeah, absolutely. So tell me a little bit about kind of, what made you get into the industry and kind of like how you ended up here? Yeah. So growing up, I always told myself that I wasn't going to do insurance. Why? That I was going to go a different direction than my dad went. Um, just the kind of the entitlement stuff mm. kind of played a part where it was a little bit of pride of, I don't want to do that because my father did that. Um, I went to ministry in 2016, worked for Connection Church mm -hmm. for two, three years. And then I was the discipleship coordinator at Guido Gardens in Metter okay. for a year and a half. And then I went back to Connection Church. And then I spent a little bit of time overseas in Palestine. And while I was there, I kind of had this mission-oriented um, thought process of what I wanted to do. And it kind of led me back to, to being with my family. And then that kind of led me back into giving insurance another chance. And I got back involved and they hired me. I didn't have much of an interview process, but okay. they hired me. Uh -huh. um, and I've been there five years now. That's awesome. Congratulations on that. So, you know, I guess walk me through a little bit because I'm actually very familiar with this because I myself also work in a family business, yeah. right? Uh, you know, I came back from California to kind of like go into the restaurants. Mm -hmm. What for you um, kind of like, number one, what kept you away from that side of things? Uh, I think it was really, like I said, I think it's just a pride thing. Yeah. I think it's more of hey, I want to do my own endeavors and start my own business and I don't need your help Sure. type thing. And that's just young juvenile me sure. being 20-something year old, year old and not knowing what I wanted to do really. Yeah. And um, you just kind of start – like sometimes you can get in that mindset of, of listening to what other people aren't really even thinking about you but just seeing their thoughts in your mind type thing and sure. just worrying about what they're going to say, mm. um, like that everything's been handed to you or, sure. or it's, it's that kind of side. So I was against that okay. for solely that reason, really. Mm -hmm. um, were you uh, – when you were younger, did you kind of like – were you kind of like helping around the business? Like, no, were you no, no, none of I, that. I didn't understand insurance until – 
Five years ago. Five years ago. Got it. I mean, it's a it's a kind of like we were talking earlier. It's a very bland industry. Sure. Um, like it's we always say it's just paper until you need it. Sure. So we're solely selling paper until there's something a claim. does happen. Yeah. Until something happens, and then you need that piece of paper. Sure. Sure. Um, you know, when you were when you were out in kind of like uh, these different areas, um, what was kind of like some of your favorite memories? Uh, from being in ministry and in all those yeah I, th- I think it's just meeting people at an honest place i think that that's kind of the so whenever you meet somebody in a business relationship they want to seem that they have it all put together mm. because right that's your ideal client is someone that's got that's not their life's not falling apart or they don't have all these struggles or that that dang sure aren't admitting them to you whenever you first meet and you have that first conversation but in ministry in the situation that I was in, I was kind of meeting people at where they were. Mm-hmm. So I got to have more of a personal, deeper connection with them rather than a, a business relationship. And some of my business relationships have turned into those relationships that where I do see into a deeper side of who people are and sure. get to have those conversations with them. But most of them are, are pretty surface level mm-hmm. um, and are very business oriented, like they're, they were supposed to be. Sure. But some God's developed a, a bigger relationship there. So I think that that's the main thing is that whenever you, whenever I would meet someone, whether it was overseas and it was a, a Muslim in Palestine or whether it was a um, Christian in Romania, I spent some time in Romania that was lived off of cocoa beans and that's coffee. That's crazy. Um, you met people kind of where they were sure instead of uh them having to dress up for you and what what initially kind of like pulled you into that like what kind of like why was ministry the path uh i i have a pretty radical i think testimony of of what god's done for me and and where i've come from and just the the thoughts that i had um and then god rescued me from that and then i had a I have a, a passion for for serving, for serving other people, um, and that's really the the easiest, or not the easiest way, but it was the most accessible way for me to serve people was to to volunteer at my local church. I got an internship there at Connection, so that was just a simple pathway in. And the best part of it was my internship helped me graduate college because it was twelve credit hours. Oh, yeah. From Georgia Southern's recreation degree. Okay. So I switched paths to graduate uh, because I'd fallen behind a little bit uh-huh. and I needed to graduate. So this was offering 12 hours. So I went to Brandon Williams and I said, hey, I would like to be an intern for y'all and it's going to help me complete school. Got you. Got you. So that's how you actually finished off your, your College, was that yeah. your last that 12? That was my last 12 hours was I was an intern at Connection and then I started seminary. Yeah. You mentioned something about kind of like the the helping people or serving people, mm-hmm. right? How, how frequently do you use that in your business today? I think the reason and my purpose of of being in the insurance industry is it is serving people. So it's serving people's businesses, it's serving people's financially because if you have a claim and you can't financially recover that, that's the point of insurance. That's why insurance was a thing. But cause people don't have $300,000 to put their house back if it burns down. Mm. Um, so in a way it is serving people, um, when, when the worst case scenario happens, I'm there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do find purpose in that. And it is, there is a, a reasoning for me, my job existing because there has to be someone there to mitigate between 
a customer who's lost it all and an insurance company that's thousand miles away. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you are that kind of like filling in that, that middle gap. man. Got that's you. Right. Got so you. I'm that the relationship to the customer and to the company and the relationship from the company to the customer. Love that. When you first initially got back, potentially there were some thoughts that you had of like, you know, did I make the right decision? Yeah. Did you have that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. One hundred percent. Still, I mean, not still have it, but it always lingers. I mean, you always question your your purpose. You always question, um, especially a job in the world that we live in, where everybody in the past three years has switched jobs, mm. and there's so much. There's LinkedIn. There's the internet. There's so many different ways to find a career that's going to pay five hundred thousand dollars a year, and sure. you work from home. Um, there's all these incentives out there, so it is. It's always there and it's always in your face, but I do have a, a purpose and and those thoughts aren't really, they're never really tangible thoughts. They're always just like poking you in the side a little yeah. bit, you know. Yeah. For for uh, insurance, you know, what what about that in- industry um, has been the most rewarding? Uh, I, I think kind of back to, to just being able to help people. Um, I think that that's the most rewarding part and meeting new faces with new industries. And uh, there's a lot of people in the insurance insurance world that have to have insurance that can't get it. So Mm -hmm. they have to have somebody that can get it for them. And and we fill in that role. And the one thing that we try to do at Lee Hill and Johnson is we try to help everybody. Mm -hmm. Um, So no matter what the premium size, no matter how hard of an account it is, like uh, an HVAC contractor might require us to do something for them every single day and we might only get a hundred dollars a year off of that guy but we're helping him every day that's right so we always try to help the little guy and the big guy with whatever they need and Mm -hmm. that's kind of the purpose of us is is that we are serving people where they're at and what they're doing and and enabling them to succeed in their own businesses by being there for them on the insurance side and giving them what they need because every bank every mortgage lender Every contractor, every architect, every um, loan officer, every construction loan, they require people to show that they have insurance. That's right. So constantly, every day, we're sending these files back these and forth. These files, these COIs, is what we call them, certificates of insurance. We're sending those all over the country. Yeah, because um, they, there's like different groups that are demanding exactly. that. Exactly. And everybody's working. So, so let me ask you this, and this kind of like may may go back to you know our guests that are, are listening in. As a business, you know, how do I determine like what type of insurance I need, right? Like, how do I set that up so that you know that I am protected, if yeah. you will? So, my advice, and this is just my personal advice, is to find a trusted agent like me, wherever that's your hometown friend that got into insurance, but someone that is in the industry that's been there long enough to know what's going on to advise on that. But if it's a simple business, um, I would say the general liability is the biggest part of having a business. You need general liability because there is risk there where people are going to see you're always in a position where something can happen, Mm. right? It's kind of like whatever the worst can happen will happen. Sure. Um, And then two, if you owe money, the bank's going to require you to have insurance. Mm-hmm. So you have to have that covered and you have to have your bank listed. Um, and in order to get that policy right, you need someone to understand that policy for you and help you help it so that you understand it as well. That's right. Because it, the more 
the more the customer and the business understands it, the more that they, one, they don't take it for granted and just look at it as a sheet of paper that they have to pay every year. They look at it as, hey, I can lay my head down and sleep tonight because I know if my business burns up that, one, I have insurance, two, I have business income where they're going to pay me um, based on my loss sustained where if I'm out of business for a month, I'm going to be able to recuperate off of this insurance policy on my lost wages and my lost income off of this. Mm-hmm. So it's basically keeping businesses afloat during a claim. During during or, the during the worst, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, what it, so in this industry you have you know these big names, uh, mm-hmm. State Farm, uh, right. Allstate. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Geico is another one. Mm-hmm. You know all these insurance companies. Uh, I guess what does Lee Hill Johnston do different? than these other places. Okay. Yeah, this is a, a big one because we're an independent insurance agency. And that what that means is we obtain contracts with insurance companies that choose us and we choose them and we have a relationship with them where we represent their paper. So okay. that would be th- their name on the top of the paper with their insurance policy and their price on it. Okay. So we represent them and I represent 11 companies 11 standard companies on the home and auto side. Okay. State Farm's one. Okay. Just one company. Geico's just one company. Progressive's one company. Um, so and you, then can, you can sell 11 different products at one Geico time. Geico or Allstate or I can sell is. some of them. Allstate, Progressive. Okay. We have in-house Travelers, Auto Owners, Cincinnati, um, kind of your bigger name company, Hanover, those. And then on the commercial side, we have access to over 200 companies. Oh, wow. So we can basically access every company in the United States wow. um, outside of your state farms and farm bureaus and um, your captive agents is what they are called, where they're selling one product, but an independent insurance agent is selling however many products he has in-house with that agency. And what does that do for the consumer, like people that come to you? It gives you a place where you don't have to move your insurance policy in order to one, save money, and two, change your coverages. So if you grow outside of what this X company does and is standard doing, and you need to move to Y, you don't have to move offices, and you don't have to move agents, and you don't have to ask, or you don't have to go do it on your own and just totally pick up and move. Mm-hmm. That's where we come in and we say, okay, well, we have this company that does that is a niche market with this. Mm-hmm. So we're going to put you in this program and you're in the best place you can possibly be. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we, we're an all-in-one insurance agency. Mm-hmm. What about rates? Are you able to do, uh, I guess, access more yeah. competitive rates because yeah. you have multiple different yeah. vendors? And they're, all, they're always competing against each other. Uh-huh. So if they want the business, they're going to compete each other. We have personal relationships with the underwriters where we can call and ask for rate increase or decreases, um, and they'll normally give them to us. So we're usually... I mean, I'm, I'm I'm hitting about 85% on my hit ratio on if I get beat or not. Yeah. Like meaning um, that you, you are offering yeah. an extremely competitive yeah, rate for the consumer. Exactly. Um, you know, tell me a little bit, do you know the history of the company? Yeah. We were started around 1973. It was uh, kind of over here across from the old Sonic. Okay. Um, we were a real estate slash insurance company but we sold crop insurance and crop a, crop insurance like, and a little uh, agricultural agricultural insurance and that's a whole nother 
I mean, that's a wild, yeah, itself. that's a beast right there. Um, we no longer do that. Because it's up and down, right? Because it, well, it's federally rated, and oh, okay. there's always claims. Okay. So there's claims to protect the farmers, and it's federally rated. So my, if me and you are both agents, we're selling the same product. Got you. Got so you. then the market just gets saturated, kind of like the real estate thing we see around here. Sure. Um, but what we're saying. We, we were talking about the, the start of the company. The so start of the company, it, yep. Yeah. So it was started by Joe Johnson and he loved real estate. Yeah. So he was a real estate agent and was very, very successful at it, but he wanted the insurance because it provided good income for the real estate agents basically to float around on. Gotcha. So he gets tired of the insurance side of it and he hires my dad and Pratt Hill. Okay. Okay, so long story short is basically two years later, they end up buying him out. My dad's 24. Oh, wow. So now my dad's responsible for an insurance agency. Why did he sell? Do you know? He sold just to do, focus on the it. real estate. Yep. So he basically blessed my dad and Pratt with this business. And, I love that. And basically gifted it to them. Really? Um, they paid it off in about four years, and they were off to the races. Um, 1984 was the existence of Lee Hill and Johnson, Inc., Okay. So 1970 something, it was Johnson Insurance Agency. And then it, then changed. it changed to Lee Hill and Johnson. They kept his name in there. Yeah, still Why? is. Just his legacy, man. He was yeah. a great, great dude. Yeah. Um, there's stories about him everywhere. He's kind of like the Ert Russell of the business world. Really? Of Statesboro. I mean, he's, he's well, a What legend. are some of the stories? Um, so, so here's a the good one that I have is, and I don't know if, how much I could share about it, but the, the best one that I've heard is that him and – Pratt and my dad were going to see a client in Macon. And this was back when everybody smoked cigarettes, you know. Sure. And Snookies used to be filled with <laughs> cigarettes and Archibald. I remember walking into Archibald as a kid, and you could barely see your table because yeah. there was so much so cigarette smoke. smoke in there. <laughs> um, so, so they were going to see see this big client, and they were going to try to write his insurance. Big guy in, in Macon. I can't remember exactly what he did. Um, and they were walking from the truck to the office and Mr. Joe sat down on the sidewalk and right then and there he had had a heart attack. Right, right in, in the middle of Sitting it. Sitting on the sidewalk, he starts to have a heart attack. He oh stands God. up, he lights a cigarette, he goes into the room, presents his, his mess about insurance, gets back in the car, drives on it. That is crazy. But just shows you like the toughness and the, the swagger yeah. that he had about him. He was a, a big, big guy, had these big old hands. Uh -huh. um, I can always remember him riding horses and he'd always like be off to the side smoking a cigar with a hat on. <laughs> um, and he just loved, loved being outside, loved bird dogs, loved horses. He was just a good old Bullet County guy. Love that, love that. Um, and then a staple of, of who we are as an insurance agency too because he was very – um, personable to everybody in town. Everybody loved him. Everybody knew his name. And that's who we try to be, even though our town's growing so much and we have so much of an influx of uh, franchises coming in. Mm -hmm. I, I love the the fact that it's uh, has that it still has that small town feel because yeah. I think a lot of times businesses lose touch of that. That's right. Uh, they all all they see is like you know what's on the like the bottom line, right? right? Like you know how is that relationship going to impact me, so forth and so on. But you know having that I guess customer service and mm -hmm. you know this actually came up uh, earlier in a, another podcast. Uh, we were talking about kind of like you know. Uh, Southern hospitality, if yeah. you will. It's very important to, right. you know, the culture that's here. And it's not like this everywhere else, right? Exactly. Like there, there's a lot of other exactly. places that don't have that. Um, even you mentioning that, you know, in Statesboro, when you're driving around, 
and you see and you make eye contact with another car yeah, you got away you got it it's like you know <laughs> it, it, especially in your neighborhood yeah. like if you don't do that like who like you know who do you who this guy think he is that's you know? right uh, but that's something that's special about you know this area um you mentioned a little bit about kind of like being a very uh, young partner in, mm-hmm. inside of this firm. Uh, and I guess, you know, you're kind of like following in the footsteps of yeah. your father to a certain yeah. extent. What type of kind of like uh, different ideas do you hope to bring to the table of an industry that maybe has been here for quite some time? Yeah, right? I, th- I think it's less. A lot of people are, a lot of people try to do new things and try to change everything. It's kind of one of those, if it's not broke, don't fix it. Yeah. But it's also one of those things where if it works, don't take advantage of it. Mm-hmm. Um, to appreciate it, to to keep keep our mindset of customer service first. I think that's the biggest thing that we try to do is, is as long as we can help people, we serve a place here. Yeah. And as long as you can help people, you serve a place here. But Correct. as soon as we stop helping people, as soon as we stop putting as soon as we start putting ourselves above our customers, we're in a bad spot. Yeah. And that's the place that I hope we never get to. And I don't believe we will ever get to because of the people that I work with. Mm-hmm. Um, our customers come first and that's just the, the bottom line of it. Um, we did whatever we had to do to, to save a, a customer, save an account. Um, we never want to lose or you want to win everything that we try to do. Um, so I think that that's kind of just our, our pitch to whoever's listening to it is that we, we want your business and we want to treat you right. Mm-hmm. Um, when there's a lot of people out there that, that don't know your name and you're just a number two. Yeah. Um, but with us, we, your, your name and you have somebody to call and talk to at all times of the day. That's right. Um, you know, have, do you have any stories of kind of, um, situations that you have kind of like personally experienced in, in the in yeah. this industry? Yeah. And, and a lot of, a lot of this side goes to our companies that we represent because the companies are the ones with the, with the checkbook. Like, mm-hmm. right? like we never pay the, we don't pay claims. That's not our job. That's right. The That's job right. The company. So really we, we have a couple different companies, um, and one Cincinnati insurance company. And we had a nursing home slash retirement facility here catch on fire. Wow. Um, and there you can imagine the mess with that because sure. with a fire comes a sprinkler yeah. system. Yeah. And once that sprinkler, no matter how, where the fire is, the sprinkler is going to go off Everywhere. over, the, over yeah. the building. So that makes a mess. And you deal with carpet and sprinklers. And I think it was in December. So it wasn't this hot year? and muggy. The it was last this year. past year. Yeah. Um, it wasn't hot and muggy, but it was it's still Statesboro weather where there's humidity, you know. So there's um the water got everywhere. It was standing water on the on the carpet. This is in the middle of the night as well. And Cincinnati Insurance Company came in, they brought a they paid for everything. They paid for all repairs, paid wow. for all actual loss sustained on the business income, meaning if they had to move patients out of there, they would pay basically per bed X, wow. whatever it costs for to keep that patient in the bed. But they brought in a um, mobile uh, washer and dryer unit on wow. a trailer. They brought uh-huh. in a mobile kitchen. They brought in a mobile bathroom and they provided new mattresses. Wow. And yeah, I mean, they lost a lot of money on that. Sure. I think they ended up paying out like $700,000 or something like sure. that. And, but they, that, that, 
uh, customer of ours will never want to move their insurance of course. from Cincinnati. Of course. Uh, so that's kind of just the the gist of what we do. I had a, a one this year where a tree fell on top of them as they were operating the building. A tree fell on top during the hurricane. I mean, not the hurricane, the tornado that mm-hmm. came through over by the prison. Sure. Tree fell. The um, Cincinnati insurance company had it done and completed with a check that was more than enough within two weeks. Yeah. Um, so it's really just the, the companies that we represent are good people. Like we try to be good people and they try to treat our customers fair, just like we try to represent our customers fairly. I, I know from the position that you sit, you actually see kind of like all, all the bad, right? All the situations that arise. Has that changed your, um, your, I guess, level of risk that you're willing to take? Yeah. Um, Has it? Yeah. I mean, so there's a whole underwriting portion of our jobs, basically, where, like, so yummy, they'll go in and underwrite some, so yummy, and they'll give you a price based off what they underwrite. For, for those that don't know, so, so yummy is one of the restaurants that. That's I, right, with Cincinnati uh, Insurance yep. Company. Shout okay. out, Cincinnati. Shout out, so yummy. Um, shout out, Paul Newman. He was shout out, Paul Newman. <laughs> States for Real Estate, PMG, Voice hey, of Georgia Southern. <laughs> Uh, every billboard in town, um, the most familiar pa- face in Statesboro. Shout out to Paul Newman. Hey. Uh, who doesn't have time to listen to this because he's so busy selling real estate. Back to back to the claim side, I have to personally also underwrite because, one, you don't want to be with somebody that's going to take advantage of the insurance company and not pay. Sure. So a lot of people will get a contract. They'll say, um, I need a GL policy, and then they'll take that GL policy. They'll send out one certificate of evidence. They'll say that they have insurance, and then they won't pay, and then they no longer have insurance, and they're living off of that certificate that of insurance. Uh, so we, we have to also underwrite our clients of saying, this is a good account because if we keep bringing bad accounts to the insurance companies, they're going to get mad at us sure. and cancel our contract. Sure. Um, so we try to represent – we try to be what we want to represent. Sure. You know, I try to I try to – find my clients by people that I respect, people that I want to do business with, um, not people looking for minimum limits on their automobile insurance. Sure. They're trying to save money every month on their auto insurance. That's not your client. That's not That's yeah. not who I want to work with. I want to work with people that want to, want to be covered yeah. and see the need for insurance um, and the would Letitious way that we live in today, where every sure. every commercial is a, a Mike Hostler or Brown and Brown. Or yeah, they're saying one, one call. That's all. Um, so we we it's only a matter of time before before and in, your insurance is used, whether that's your automobile insurance, homeowners insurance, or your business insurance. One day you're going to use it. Sure, and you're going to need a good policy with a good agent and a good company there. Yeah. Well, for for you, um, you know, we we mentioned this earlier a little bit, and we were talking about kind of like risk, mm-hmm. like your the risk that you're willing to take on. So, mm-hmm. um, are you have you adjusted kind of like the your lifestyle because you've kind of like seen on the flip side all these things that could potentially occur? Yes, I'm terrified to get in a wreck. Are you terrified because I don't want someone calling Brown and Brown yeah. or a. Uh, uh, Who's injury, Brown Brown? injury attorney? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, where they're saying my neck, my back, and they're crawling out of the car, and then an ambulance comes, and I'm responsible for my insurance company is now on the hook for sure, whatever for all my limits that. are, uh-huh. and they're going to go for max limits because they're going to sue against my insurance company. Sure. So that's kind of the, and then everybody else once that happens, and then one little wreck where the person's not even insur- injured, and they get paid two hundred fifty thousand dollars from my insurance company. 
well, now you get your rate increase next year and you say, well, I didn't have a claim. Mm. Well, in reality, I was paying $1,800 a year on my automobile insurance and I just cost them $250,000. Correct, correct. Um, so we live in this world where our companies and the auto companies, their rates are always going up because they're always losing money. Sure. So if they really wanted to get their money back, we'd all be paying about $5,000 per car. Wow. Um, which hopefully we never get to that I point. Hope, I hope not. I exactly. hope not. Yeah. Uh, you know, as a uh, insurance uh, agent, there are a lot of questions that – because insurance is this kind of like mysterious thing, right? right? Like that we were talking about yeah. before, where you know you you need a uh, COI just to get kind of like get things moving. Yeah. Uh, but after that, you don't know that you need it until you do need it. Yeah. And I think exactly. to a certain extent, maybe some people take advantage. There's a That's lot right. of companies that potentially are out there taking advantage of that. Mm-hmm. How does uh, someone protect themselves from being taken advantage of? Make sure whoever you're working with does have insurance. So you get that COI, and if you're if the job's longer than three or four months, you might want to check back in on that, or you yeah. might want to request another one, or um, you just might not want to do business with somebody that doesn't have insurance. Sure. Um, so that's the important side of it because if if they don't have insurance, then who becomes liable? Yeah. The person that hired them. That's right. That's right. Um, so somebody's going to pay for it. Some insurance company is going to pay for it, and you'd rather it be theirs than yours. Makes sense. Makes sense. Uh, what is in the future for the business? Uh, I, I see some growth. I see a lot of opportunity around this area, uh, but I also see us just maintaining true to who we are, um, and that's that we employ around 30 people. We have 22 girls in our office that are customer service reps. We have six agents right now. And we are, are looking to grow. We're looking to make new relationships. We're looking to partner with new businesses. We're looking to partner partner with new um, new nonprofits around here that we can always help. Um, we're looking to get more involved in the community. We're looking to make Statesboro a better place, mm-hmm. um, which we've been here for the whole ride. Yeah, you know. So we're still going to be here. We're still going to be on Savannah Avenue. Um, it's it's still going to be good. Yeah, we're, we're still going to represent our clients. We're still going to do our jobs as good as we can. I love that. Uh, how do people get in touch with uh, you? You can hit me up on Instagram or Facebook, or you can call me. I've got business cards. Our office is Lee Hill and Johnson at two twelve Savannah Avenue. You can look at our website and get my number off of there. I would say it out loud, but. We don't want all y'all calling me at one time. Hey. <laughs> uh, but you can What's all, the website? LHJINS.com. Okay. So we're on there. You can call us. The girl. The girls know how to get a hold of me. So yeah. um, you're only one call away from, from getting involved and, and us giving you a risk analysis. And um, the main thing that I like to do is look at people's current policies and either say, hey, you're good where you are, or hey, you need to change this ASAP. Yeah. Um, so if you want us to give a, you a free look, we'd love to do that. Awesome. Wynn, thank you so much for spending some time with Adam. us. I appreciate your time. And uh, as usual, it was a blast. Yeah. Adam, so, yeah. you're awesome. I appreciate everything. Appreciate it. <laughs>